it's another warm welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond. Alongside today is the England captain, Sarah Hunter. How are those ribs, Hunter? Yeah, they're making good progress, thanks. Um, like, hopefully be able to lift a few weights today and start the progressions. But yeah, a lot better than they were. Lifting weights or lifting boxes? Because you are truly, truly a grown-up now, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. Um, moved house this week into own house. Um, and it's called think, what? It's called Rose Cottage. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Um, just need some roses around the door then, I think, now. Um, but yeah, so heavy lifting hasn't been on the agenda. So I personally haven't been much help. I've moved a few cushions and a few lighter boxes. But yeah, um, so I've, I've probably got the tidying job to do to make up for it. So you're making copious amounts of cups of tea. That strength must be. I'm not even doing that. I'm really rubbish. Don't tell her. She's different when she's in rugby situation, I can assure you. Yeah. Well, look, so to, as you know, um, a dramatic uh, last round of the Premier 15s at the weekend. We're going to have a very, very quick look back at that. But we're going to look ahead to the semi-finals. We will have a new team in the final. No longer the cartel of Harlequins and Saracens. They will meet in the semi-final. Two o'clock on Sunday from the Stonex Stadium. Do get your tickets to get down to that. 4.30 at Sandy Park. Exeter Chiefs take on Bristol. Again, do get your tickets down there. Promises to be a a great game. Uh, If not, then uh, both games are being broadcast on BT Sport, the BBC iPlayer and England.com. Com. So we'll look ahead to those uh, in the company of players from all. We can have Rachel Burford on as a guest and really grill her like Paxman-like. We're going to get Burf on. Um, we've got Sarah McKenna, the England fullback. Of course, Saracens as well to look forward to that semi-final. And then the second semi-final, Kate Zachary, who's been in sparkling form, the USA international uh, and extra back rower. And Alicia Butchers, another lady who's enjoying a rich vein of form over the Six Nations for Wales, will be our Bristol representative. But let's just uh, take a, a quick look back at last week then. We'll get to your game at the end and we'll bring in Berth, I think. Um, but let's just run through them. DMP unable to score against Gloucester Hartbury, 67 points. Confidence in a way for Gloucester Hartbury to, to finish off the season. Mathematically, they you know, they were still in the hunt till, till late doors. But uh, that's a good way to finish the season and pick up a, a pina colada with a, a decent win under the belt. Yeah, it is. I think um, I think they would have wanted to go there, finish off. I think the result was probably a given beforehand, but you know some of the the tries they scored, and I think how how they went out there and played, and obviously um, the scoreline speaks for for itself. To the finish one, what we spoke about was probably been a frustrating season for them, but I guess uh, they they ended up finishing fifth. Um, so I uh, when they probably look at it in reflection, I think it in terms of some of their results, probably about right for, for, for them. But yeah, I'm sure they'll use that result to kick on into um, pre-season when it comes about and just what they want to set the stall out for next year. It is a good moral boosting victory for them. What about uh, the Saracens result against Wasps? 31-26. Yeah, I think um, obviously for, for them getting into winning ways ahead of the semi-final was probably pretty important. 
they um, obviously had that defeat down in down in Exeter, so they would have wanted to, to bounce back from that. I think uh, perhaps it was a little bit tighter than than people may have thought it was going to be. Um, but but yeah, they um, they've obviously missing a, a few a few key people, but they had a few key people back. So I'm sure um, they'll take a lot into that and learn a lot from it moving into into the semi final um, because it's the big old rivals back together for for that big big semi-final as we'll talk about a bit later on yeah it certainly is um take us through the uh the the, the Worcester game then 51-26 against Sale what kind of both about where you'd expect them to be both were sort of struggling to, to get over that white line early on in the season so a decent amount of points scored, scored by Sale and Worcester as we said progressing really nicely lots of teams have different approaches to to how they're putting their teams together don't they um I think it's fair to say that Joe Yap is very much using sort of local talent and young girls relying heavily on the academy as this three-year project sort of d- develops. And you can very much see their, their development through the season. And you know, they affected who was in the top four last week, um, but that's a, it's a good victory for them. Oh, yeah, I think um, I think when they, they compare it to the, to the start of the season, yeah. I think um, like that, that game was probably a lot tighter than... than um, than the one on Saturday. And I think um, it shows a reflection of, of where Worcester have come and Worcester maybe be set there thinking uh, our season's ended too soon because they seem to be finding a rich vein of form and confidence and have started to gel and learn. And I guess a lot of those younger players that maybe hadn't had much premiership experience have come through. I guess some of the internationals that uh, Joe Yap had brought in that hadn't played in the the Premier 15s before starting to find their feet and then all of a sudden like the season's finished but it, it does it should give them more confidence going into into next season with with what they've done how far they've come um in this season and and, and where they they probably will want to kick on to to next year but sale as well like in terms of that the journey they've they've been on it's been a difficult couple of years for them but you can see obviously since since Katie's come in, what she's trying to do there and how she's trying to get them to, to play. And um, yeah, that, that result, while it, it's not a win for them, they've certainly got like a lot more points on the board than maybe they've had on earlier in the season. So they're, they're finding ways to score, which is really important. Um, and hopefully they can they can take that into, into next season and, and really build on it. Exeter 29, Bristol 26. We're obviously going to talk about that that, that semi final coming up, a rerun of that game uh, later on. So we'll just uh, just touch on that. Um, how much of a boost is is that back to back? It's a weird it's really, situation, is it? Playing back to back, there's no aggregate either. Yeah, really interesting for, for both teams. One's won. How do you back it up? One's lost. How do you turn that around? Does that give you a bit more of an edge? going into a semi-final that you want to get one over on the team. Um, you've, I think Bristol were down to, to two players and the game got away, but then they came back and got back within it. Um, it sounds it sounds like, yeah, um, it, it would have been a great game to, to play in. Like how much is it mentally and physically taken out of both sides? They'll know each other really well. There's some, um, it, some real good psychology around it and like probably a really interesting experience for players playing in it like I don't I don't think I've ever played a team 
and then play them a week later in as big a game as what what Saturday will all be about. You know, two teams going for in their exist the existence of Premier Fifteens, their first semi final, and one of them will get into a final. So yeah, it's uh, you couldn't you couldn't write it much better. I don't think. No, it really is uh, spiced up um, Sunday. Yeah, don't, oh, don't, Sunday. Yeah, don't Sunday. ride a day yeah, early. But yeah, we're both both involved in the in the production to, for various people uh, at the weekend, which will be which will be great fun. Um, your game uh, back at um, something at Franklin's Gardens. Um, so that's that's disrespectful to the sponsor. No doubt, spent a lot of money. The Clinch Stadium is it? Cinch Stadium. Cinch, 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 Cinch yeah. Stadium uh, at Franklin's Gardens. Loughborough 22, Harlequins 17. And just as I say that, I think Rachel Burford is joining us or Omar Hassanian. Hi, guys. Uh, the only reason I'm saying that, ladies and gentlemen, is because uh, Rachel Burford is clearly logging in with a different name. Um, so good morning, Omar. <laughs> Omar's my boss and I've got work calls and I'm using his account. So sorry about that. I'm back. There you go. <laughs> How are you, Berth? You're looking very well. Hair looks nice. Thanks, Johnny. Glad you noticed. Um, yeah, he's learnt well over the years. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Good, thanks, Berth. Uh, she's finally done the move. She's in the new house. Yeah, I'm actually back at the flat because we've got no Wi-Fi in the new, new app. So I'm back back round here this morning. So oh, remove, removals for, for Sunter. Um, yeah, all good. It's a, it's a good old week, isn't it? We were just uh, discussing last, last weekend's uh, results. I know you're, you're stretched for time. It's a, it's a busy week. Seems like a, a slightly edgy week in the Harlequins uh, camp. But you can tell us all about that. We were just moving on to the result of the weekend. Um, last weekend, your 22-17 loss to Sarah Hunter's Loughborough Lightning side, which uh, obviously sent you away for the semi-finals. Just take us through that game first, with you with Berth. Yeah, no, it was a really um, competitive end-to-end um, game. Uh, it We were certainly kept on our toes a lot. Um, but yeah, I think you've got to credit Loughborough. They started really well and they finished really well. Um, and we were, we were just not out of the blocks like we needed to be against such a good team. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, when we scored that, our second try or third try, sorry, um, it was brought to my attention that, that, and with what was going on with Exeter and Bristol, that we were potentially on for a home semi. So, and obviously that then didn't happen in the end anyway, but then for us to kind of let it go in the end was was really heartbreaking because I think we kept Loughborough out so many occasions, so many brilliant line breaks, lots of pressure in our 22. And and then for, for us to let it slip right at the end or with not very long to go, I think it was three minutes left on the clock, uh, was disappointing from our point of view. But, um, you know, in the same breath, you know, we feel really lucky that we're, we're in another week. We've got another week in the competition and we just had to kind of change our focus to that. So, Gios, we're very pleased with your, your charges um, to, to, to beat the reigning champions and could be back-to-back champions still. Yeah, you know, um, I think we approached it with well, our last game of the season. I think we were, had been, like I mentioned, we'd been disappointed with the result, and more importantly than performance from, from the Worcester game. Um, and then 
just the consistency we've shown through, throughout the season, you know, that we just wanted to go and finish with a bit of pride and a bit about what Loughborough's all about because we've had some, like, brilliant moments in the season that we just hadn't, hadn't shown enough of. And I think, um, yeah, so I think there was a lot about that. Um, obviously, playing at Franklin's Gardens for the girls that hadn't played there was a real buzz. So I think there was a nice sunny day, Loughborough loved playing in the sun. So um, I think it, it just added to what was a, a great day of, of rugby. And like Berth said, it was... But for the neutral, it was entertaining. You know, we took the lead, they took the lead. Like, it was close to the very end. And then, like, Quinn's got back in it. And then, are they going to score last minute? So, I think for the general game, I think it it, it was good. But from a personal point of view, I, I'm glad that, especially the girls that played, could could finish on that that win. Because, like, we haven't we didn't have anything else to, to play for after that. So, it kind of left a, a good feeling about that day and we'll reflect on the season as we move forward but yeah there was a lot of real good stuff from from Quinns and um as Berth says they're in for another week so you kind of put that game behind and switch focus straight away to, to the Saracens game. Well you're certainly playing your part because of the lack of a, what was a, an excellent Six Nations for for lots of different reasons um it was going to be you know useful if, if there's some really, really good rugby. And boy, boy, there's been some cracking rugby over the last couple of weekends. Let's move forward then, uh, Rachel Burford. How exciting is it to shake it up a little bit and the perennial finalists, the cartel, the Saracens uh, and you Harlequins, uh, are meeting semi-final rather than a final? I know. Um I think it's great. It's obviously that there's going to be a new per, new team in the final this year. That's guaranteed. I think that's brilliant for the league. Um, I mean, there's always so much rivalry between us and Saracens, and yeah, we're really we're really excited about playing them. We can't wait to to go to Stonex and give it everything that we've got to to get ourselves into another final. Does does your approach um, to the game change in any way from? potentially other games this season, other games you've played against Saracens in the past, knowing like just the rivalry, um, like some of the the games that, that the two teams have been involved in, they've been like absolute crackers. Like does, does that change your approach to, to, to Sunday or is it just like focus, like semi-final, like any other game? Yeah, I think we actually, we've spoken about it and we've said, although we know it's knockout rugby and that there's so much on the line, you can't go away too much from what you normally do. It is just another game. Yes, there are bigger stakes, but our approach needs to be the same because you can't throw players off. Um, it will just add different pressures and, and pressures that players won't have experienced. So we're very much, we know what's at stake, but at the same time, we're just going to go play another game of rugby it's a big game, but we've got we've got a team full of big game players. And actually, if we just keep our approach as we have been, you know, there might be a bit more detail looking at stuff, but that's more probably that leadership group really looking into the details of the opposition. Um, you know, knowing who's going to play when the teams come out, then we'll probably do a little bit more. But other than that, you know, we're just trying to we're just getting excited about it. Like we trained last night in the stoop. We had the lights on, the music on, you know, we're in a semi-final and we need to celebrate that and just be excited about it and not allow what the outcome could be, you know, ruin that build up and, and ruin the opportunity that we have on Sunday. 
and you'll be essential to that. But it's come at a, a good time in terms of some of your players who really took the league the back end of last year's um, league season by, by storm, covering young back rowers, Mew and, and Brooks. They just come back from from injury as well, so it's come as a good time. Fairly clean bill of health. Yeah, I think a lot of teams have had a roller coaster of players injured in and out, and we're coming to the point where we've got everyone's available for selection. So that makes that gives us great depth. Um, you know, allows for certain combinations to happen, and you know, for for Gerard and the team for them to be able to select from players who have been playing really well and in form and then also players who have been injured over the season and, and back in, this is the time that you need your players fit. And, and yeah, so we're, we're in a good position and yeah, just mega excited. I like this. Can I just say this feels really weird. Yeah, I'm going to say this like Quizzing birth. <laughs> I know. It's news night. <laughs> WRP news night. <laughs> I like it. I was on something during the Six Nations and, and Mo Hunt started asking me questions. I was like, I just froze. I just didn't know what to do. This is just bizarre. 10 years, 15 years of asking you questions and now you're asking me. Um, anyway, we're going to carry on because uh, we, we meant it to be like this, didn't we? Since we had a little plan. Um, uh, what I was going to say was, how, how do you make sure, or what, what, what can you do to make sure you turn up the way you did against Bristol rather than the way that you turn up slash started against Loughborough? I think for us, it's staying relaxed and not getting too caught up in the occasion. You know, we're at our best when we've got good vibes going in the changing room. Everyone's Everyone knows what's at stake and they know what's on their back. And, you know, not that it's right, but the Loughborough game, we, we were all set that we were going to Exeter and going to have to play Exeter at Sandy Park. That was where we were at. And it's not that consciously we went into that game thinking this is a nothing game, but you naturally have that in the back of your psyche. Um, so I think knowing what's coming, we know that we can't have a slow start. We know what Saracens can be like when they get steamrolling, that we don't want them to to get the, their heads up, especially at home. You know, they're calling out for a big crowd. I'm sure they're going to have a lot of their own home support there. Um, and so we, we know that we have to start really fast. And how we've played against them in the past is when we start well and we keep that foot on the, on the pedal, then that's when we're at our best. And we know exactly what we need to go and execute. So you just talked about like a, a good start and how you do it. Is there, is there any specific uh, tactics that you're you're going to look to approach the game with um, in terms of obviously they've got some uh, certain key areas like we, we know how they play. They like if you discipline, kick the corner, they go for that or they, they love around the corner ball to their forwards. Like have you got any specific tactics you're going in for, for this game with? Yeah, I think obviously we'll naturally look at where we see their strengths. And as you just pointed out, you know, they're kicked to the corner. They're driving more when it gets going. It is is a really strong set piece for them. But I think we'll just focus on us. And I, I know you two don't want that as an answer. <laughs> but we we generally think that that's the key. That's the key for us this weekend. If we If we, you know, keep some of their threats out, you know, we need to make sure we're marking Marley Packer. Um, because she can turn a game on the head. But other than that, if we play to our potential, then that's what's matter that's what's matters to us. It's not necessarily tactically changing anything. It's about reaching what we can do. because um, we believe that we have the ability to to beat them if we bring our best performance. 
It's just brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> if she was on the other side today, she's like, oh, person come off the interview go, oh, God, they were straight back, weren't they? Really media trained. And now she's on her own <laughs> podcast and she's been completely media trained. Look, I, 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 I'm with you. I, th- I think the start is, is crucial. A couple of years ago, uh, Franklin's Gardens absolutely steamrolled. No chance of coming back in that second half. Um, but you went toe-to-toe with them at King's Home. Um, in in the last final and yeah I think if you can physically match then that mental side Saracen starts to just just wane slightly but it, it's fascinating 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 um, we will leave it there Berth thank you so much for coming on and being our guest today hold on hold on what's your predictions oh that's at the end of the show so we're going to do oh. that uh, at the end of the show uh, that's in the running order so what's your <laughs> prediction Harlequins win boom there it is uh, and you'll have to listen to the rest to find out the predictions. Yeah, I will. Uh, well, thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, right. isn't it? Look, go well. We'll see you Sunday. Yeah, Good see luck. you guys. Good luck. See you later. Thank you. Hello, you lovely people. I'm Shauna Brown, and you're listening to Women's Rugby Pod. That was funny and weird being being on with Berth. Um, <laughs> very good to, to have her on her own podcast but she did she just I mean I don't know whether it's right in front of her but she slipped into media train mode very very seamlessly didn't she or even on even on her own podcast <laughs> yeah absolutely I was thinking when um I asked the question I wonder how she's gonna gonna play that but do like you've obviously done this a long time Johnny like and we know what we kind of get from sort of media people around the potential way we should approach questions. Does anyone give you more than just your straight back answer back at you? Like, does, have you had anyone that has gone into like more in-depth tactics before a before a game? Um, I said, "What's a very good question, Hunter?" Not not a huge amount, kind of nowadays. Um, I think it's really important. The, the relationship you have with the person you're, you're talking to uh, um, and, and the better that is and the better kind of mood you can get them in, um, you're, you're likely to get a little bit more or possibly even a slip up. Uh, your, your question is obviously important, but not not massively. But I think you have to read between the lines. You know, Berth said there, didn't she? Identified Miley Packer straight away. Um, we know they're going to come with the big forwards. Um, we know that. But you know, I don't think there's anything wrong in you know, possibly adding that, you know, you know what kind of team they are, Bottoman, Packer, Poppy, Cleo, you know, it's, it's all quite vocal, it's, you know, and they're not meaning to be in the face, but they are kind of those kind of players that they are in the face, not in a disrespectful way in any way, shape or form, and it, and it's going toe-to-toe with that, you know, I think we, we, we alluded to that, and that's how you've got to sort of front up to Saris, but no, I, I, there was there was a couple of little bits in there that if if I was um, if I was Saracens, I'd, I'd just just have a, a wee look at. But um, yeah, I think you've got to play Saris in the right areas, haven't you? To, for starters, yeah, keep them as far away from your try line as possible. <laughs> and I, I know it sounds really Basically. really stupid, but like if if you give any pens away they're going to go to a corner and they've got a great driving mall or they'll play the power game. So if they're in there and phase play, they'll just keep punching their forwards and forwards until eventually they've created space and either they've scored or they've gone out wide. So 
um, you know what's coming when they get into 22. So you want them as far away as possible from, from that. So for me, Quinn's kicking game has got to be on point um, and, and their discipline. Like you, you get those two areas right. And the way we know Quinn's can play, if they're doing that in, in Sarri's half or like deep into to that end, they'll, they'll cause Saracens problems. Um, and Saracens have a history of kind of imploding at times when they're under pressure. And for, so for Saracens, they'll be wanting to stop that and doing exactly what we just said we don't, Quinns don't want to do. They want to be in that 22. They want to be putting um, Quinns under all sorts of all sorts of pressure. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a great game. I think it'll be really intriguing to see how both teams um, come out, um, what, what their tactics are going to be, um, and just then how they can implement them. It's all very well having the greatest tactical game, but if you don't come out and execute it, then like it doesn't really mean anything. I, uh, and again, I just go back to your, you know, it seems like a base thing to, to play in the right areas. I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. Um, don't know how fit Lanny Tuim is. I think sort of would, would come into that midfield as a, another booting option. Ellie Kiltana Winnow can, can kick us uh, as well um, alongside, yeah, they're, preferring Emily Scott at 10 aren't they um, who's, who's playing very very well so yeah there, there are kicking options there for me that first 20 minutes um, we, we said it with, with, with birth there uh, Franklin's Gardens what three years ago now um, Saracens were just unstoppable um, whether by their own good play or Sarah, uh, Harlequins letting them uh, and then Harlequins said no no no, no we're, we're not actually going to be uh, a bit broken like that again uh, at uh, King's Home two years ago, even with Birth going off. And I said to people I was with, that, yeah, that's it, w- without the rudder. But actually it galvanised them even more to say, you know, this is all against us and da-da-da and the champions. Uh, I think that first 20 minutes is absolutely vital. Whatever whatever tactics you've got, that first 20 minutes and psychologically getting that first 20 minutes is, is absolutely crucial. How much of this battle is, is, is psychological in centre? Is, is the champions, it's guys who know each other so well for, for, for country um, and obviously know each other so well playing against each other. How, how much of this game is, is, is up in the top three inches? I think, um, I think at this stage in the season, I think a lot of it is. Um, I think, you know, they've both had great performances throughout the year. They've both had moments where, like, they they haven't been at their best. But I think they're all, like, they, they all know what they've got to do and they'll have done it time and time, week after week. So, actually, I think Sunday is about about those top two inches and about how they they show up, how they how they how the players either don't let the occasion get to them or for those that do then I think yeah I think it is about how they 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 get that mental side around like you say it's going to be a physical encounter especially probably more so the forwards I think knowing um some of the Saracens players and how they like to play like you can't let them get into your head if you let them get into your head then that's your game taken away from and then that ultimately allows an in for for them and I think like you say do Saracens which I'm sure we'll get on to McKenna like do they think about that final from last year in terms of how they they lost it do they think back to 
um, Franklin's Gardens, uh, what was it, three years ago when, like you say, they, they like railroaded Quinn. So there's so much you can play on, which why I think, like you say, it's, it is a real mental, the psychology around it and how each coach decides to play it. It's really interesting. Final question before we get to uh, Saracen's representative. I was just going to ask, can you ask the question about and what you get from players? Again, I think we read between the lines where Berth saying you know, we've got to concentrate on ourselves, and I, I, for me that translates into, as you were saying, you can't let Marley Packer, out of bottom, these kind of players get into their heads because as soon as you start thinking about them, obviously you're not thinking about what you should be thinking about, and and they're very good at doing it, and they're very good at doing it in a white shirt, they're very good at doing it in a, a black and red shirt as well. So again, we just read it between the lines in the, in the answer that Berth gave. So do you know what she gave loads out. <laughs> that's, just, that's disgraceful honestly we're shouting to the press people she, she, she shouldn't be allowed to do media no, it was great, great to have Berth on uh, to give the quarters perspective let's get a black and red perspective now from Saracens it is a very warm welcome to Sarah McKenna or as most people refer to you as McKenna the social sec for the for the Red Roses the, the fun organiser how are you uh, McKenna if I may yeah, I'm I'm good, thank you. Just enjoying the weather at the moment. Some uh, beautiful training outdoors. Feeling good, getting uh, mixing shoulders with the team. Had some great sessions under our belt, so we're feeling we're feeling good and mood all round. It is really, really good and high spirits. Sunja and I are talking about sort of looking at this 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 semi final. We'll sort of we'll look back uh, momentarily to to then look forward. But a lot of players in a lot of good really good place at the moment you know a lot of the Bristol players would have come off with Wales and, and a really good six nations for them are successful and then of course you know you're back to back to back to back times a thousand whatever grand slam winners um you guys are in a really good place um how much is that feeding on from the six nations and you guys bringing you know those red roses bringing that back in in from the that camp into into the Stonex arena yeah, so obviously we're, we're really blessed to have many players who went off on international duty and bring back that knowledge and experience from from the Six Nations back into camp and people coming in, bouncing ideas off each other and, and getting some really good outcomes. And no doubt, probably that um, game against Exeter, some of, the, uh, some of the negative aspects of having so many internationals away during a period did come to the, to the fore. So really important for us just over the last few weeks is just getting us all back onto task, getting the Saracens processes back into everyone's heads rather than probably the individual ones that they've been doing at, in, in their like respective, uh, I suppose, respective shirts for country. Is that the biggest hurdle in, in the next few weeks? You've got the semi-finalists who can a couple of weeks break before the final, fingers crossed, I'm sure, from a black and red perspective. Um, is, that, is that the biggest task, is getting everybody back on, as you say, onto the same page and getting, getting this up here ab- above the shoulders right? I think, I think the, the last two weeks probably were, certainly. But I think certainly in a place now where we can't be using that as, as, a, as a talking point, so we've had those two weeks together. We've had two great games to to work on, look at, review. And now I think we are really, truly feeling like we are, like you said, back in the red and black shirt and playing the Saracens way that we want to. So you mentioned the uh, the exit defeat there. It was, a, it was a reasonably heavy one. And then last week, bounced back against um, the, the, the Insects, 31-26. <laughs> um, what pleased you about that performance that you, you particularly need to take into this weekend, Sarah? 
McKenna, I sorry. think for me, <laughs> take it on that. Um, I think for me that it just felt like a Saracens performance and hopefully <laughs> it feeling like a Saracens performance isn't something that looks like a comeback, which you are excellent at, but that probably wasn't the uh, characteristics that, that I'll, um, should we do this again when the bells aren't ringing? Can you hear that? I can hear the bells ringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's slightly, there's a, such a sort of Notre Dame about the whole thing. Yeah, there was, wasn't there? To outside recording on your way from, from one of your Saracens roles to, to your playing uh, and training. So you're outside there with a, with a church next door. But yeah, sorry, yeah. you were saying. Um, so, yeah, obviously, obviously a, a back and forth game. I think what impressed uh, us the most was that togetherness that we showed coming out into the second half, really getting our style of rugby on the pitch. Probably obviously took too long to get to that stage. But then once we got there, we were rolling and we felt like that team who who uh, enjoyed playing on the front foot felt unstoppable at times. So, of course, there are things to review um, once again, pull together and then hopefully that we don't make those mistakes at the weekend um, and we get the performance, the whole the whole performance that, that we want. Right, so... How crucial then, it's a question um, spoken to, to Rachel Burford, who's our guest this week, uh, about that start. The final back at F- Franklin's Gardens, uh, was that, three years ago now, um, there was only one team in it. You started with a bang. 40 minutes, the game's over. Um, last year, Harlequins matched you um physically and and didn't you didn't get the start that possibly they got probably a better start in that game they've been starting poorly at something they want to work on you're just saying you started poorly is it, it's not just a simple case as whoever starts the best is going to win is it but it um, might go a long way i mean i mean that's it isn't it is that the no doubt there will be those moments still in people's heads and hopefully people can if it goes the wrong way, people can put that to bed quite quickly and then just think about how do we get back in the game? How do you get those positive moments and, and shift momentum? Because I think the, both teams enjoy playing on the front foot, enjoy playing momentum. And then once they've got the, their, the wind up and their sails up, then, then they're away. Of course, you want to think that both teams have improved their mentality around that. And just in general, in the, in the women's game, you can see that games are closer and closer every week there's more competition so therefore you get to experience those tough moments more and more often so I think in general across the league I think you'd like to think that teams have um, I suppose learned better ways to improve how to change that momentum so I think in general probably all of us have improved so you'd like to think that should that happen at the weekend to either team you'd probably get the response you'd want I mean from, a, from an outside perspective um you don't seem to like each other very much. We uh, don't like it. No. Or is that just an absolute myth? And you'll sort of play along for us, us <laughs> yeah, media exactly. fools. Yeah. Is it? Oh, great. Brilliant. Um, well, no, I, I know, you know when, you go the, when you go in the, in the England cap, obviously you're, you're great chums and, and all the rest of it. Um, and that provides, you know, a huge launch pad to success you're having in the white shirt. But it, it, there must be a, a real rivalry. I mean, the cartel's been broken now with, with one of the, a new team going into the final. Um, but I suppose here's the question. Last year, obviously, the, the, you know, they lifted the trophy. What have you learned from that game? Um, and has that been vocalised in, in the last week, two weeks, as to what you need to get right come Sunday to, to reach that final? I think um, it hasn't specifically been Harlequins that's been the focus in terms okay. of how we want to play uh, this game. Of course, semi-final rugby does hit differently so I think the focus probably be more 
uh, to do with how do we approach a semi-final rather than how do you approach uh, a Quinn's team in a semi-final. So I think, like I said, we, we've really massively focused on us and what we want to do. And like I said, pulling our, ourselves together and making sure that we stick to process. So how we do that in a semi-final, even more important, how we get that game on the part. But in terms of it being Harlequins, I don't think it's been, been spoken about much at all. I love it. You and Berth, just brilliantly media trained. Ollie Shapley will be delighted. Laura will be delighted <laughs> with you as well. With, with Harlequins, then j- j- just give me one little nugget then. What, what aspect of the game do you have to get right to beat Harlequins on Sunday at the Stonex? I think the aspect of the game we have to get right, regardless of whether it's Harlequins or anyone, is our physicality. And being a Saracens team, that, that comes first and foremost. It's an absolute non-negotiable. Wearing that shirt and not being physical it is is not part of part of the plan. So if we can get that correct from, from the outset, turn up, hit, uh, get our shots in, carry hard, get on the front foot, then I think we'll be looking at being able to then put the rest of our game on the park. If we don't get that bit right, then, then we can't we climb and take off. So first and foremost, one to fifteen, we'll be looking to be uh, physical, confrontational, and really um, get stuck into the game, get our teeth into the game really early. I love it. It's it's fascinating. Can't can't wait to see it unfold. Um, I've watched a few of these these battles over the years. The other semi final. What do you reckon? Um, uh, it's, it's, it's really it's hard tight, to call isn't it? it? It's hard to call it's it, really isn't tight. it? I think, I, think I, wouldn't, um, I think you're probably better off asking someone else, having having not played um, Bristol this year myself. So you I'm must have done your analysis. Myself, I'm withdrawing myself from this one. Now, I think it's going to be tight, isn't it? Obviously, the game last week, I think... Um, does not bear any indication in, in terms of what we can expect this week and and how they've how they're going to uh, play this weekend. So I think no doubt both teams kept an element in reserve. So I think um, it could go either way. Yeah, I think it's really tight, but a betting man doesn't go against the home team. So uh, that's why I've stuck my colours anyway. Um, <laughs> purely on that. McKenna, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time. I know you're whizzing around today, so I'm so, so pleased we've caught you. Really appreciate your thoughts um, and all the very, very best on Sunday. We'll see you then. Thank you so much. I'm Vicky Fleetwood and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. So just to catch you up with all the news been happening around the globe in the last seven days let's just confirm that final round of premier 15 game dmp zero gloucester heartbeat 67 exeter 29 bristol 26 loughborough lightning 22 harlequins 17 saracens beat was 31 26 we said worcester 51 26 over sale which meant the table finished as saracens one exeter two bristol three harlequins four was five gloucester six loughborough lightning seven worcester sale and d MP, which means, of course, that the semi-finals line up like this. A reminder, Saracen take on Harlequins at the Stonics, 2 o'clock, and then at 4.30 at Sandy Park, Exeter Chiefs host Bristol Bears. Aoife Doyle from Railway Union was awarded the Women's AIL Player of the Year. Women's Coach of the Year award was Ben Martin from Black Rock College. Up in Scotland, Saturday marks the culmination of the season up there. Hill had Jordan Hill. 
take on Watsonians at Murrayfield in the Sarah Beanie Cup final. There will also be a minute's applause to mark the contribution that Scotland international Siobhan Cattigan made to rugby in Scotland. From further afield, uh, from a little time ago now, uh, Australia lost to Japan. That's Japan's first win over a top-ranked five team. Huge turnaround from last time they played each other back in 2019 when the Wallaroos won 34-5 and 46-3. So, well done, Japan. Japan also beating Fiji as well, 28-14, as they took the Tri-Series title. In South Africa, the Premier Division Round 4, the Golden Lions 10, Western Province 55, Border Ladies 31, Boland Dames 15, Blue Bulls 21, the Sharks 13, Western Province and the Blue Bulls both still unbeaten from their first three games. This weekend, Boland Dames host the Blue Bulls, Western Province take on the Border Ladies, while EP Queens travel to the Sharks. Over in France, it was the quarterfinals of the Elite One at the weekend. Here are the results. Stade Toulouse 27, Lot 0. Stade Bordelais, Big Grenoble by 18 points to 15. Reigning champions, SM Rougenard, just slipped past Montpellier, 22 points to 20. And Blagnac put 42 points to 15 on AC Pabogny. The semi-final lineup which are being played on Sunday the 29th of May, look like this. Stade Toulousien against Stade Bordelais and Blagnac against ASM Rogmanar with a final on the 4th of June. What a fashionable date. Law Sansu was named Player of the Tournament for the Six Nations 2022. Huge congratulations there. And she also announced this week that she is set to retire at the end of the World Cup which I think came as a bit of a shock announcement. It's a, a real shock, isn't it? I mean, a wonderful player. Yeah, nobody else is going to be uh, player of the tournament, were they? Um, and that's that, that's saying something when you've got performances like uh, Mar- Marley Packer, Medusa Four um, knocking around as well. But she's exceptional. It's difficult in France, isn't it? So the same professional kind of contract. Yeah, it's either you know, struggle your way through rugby or, or, or take the... the yeah, the, the the job option, uh, but it's a yeah, it's a it's a real shame. But um, we will look forward to seeing her in the World Cup. Over in Spain, Division de Honor was also at the quarterfinal stage at the weekend. El Salvador beat Burgos twenty points to fourteen. Poiana beat Barcelona thirty points to twenty three. OMPO Odizia got past Cisneros Sevilla twenty six twenty. Acobendas against Complutuse Cisneros. See, it's been postponed. Uh, I've looked at a, a few sites for that one. Can't find out why, but uh, Santa Biara obviously waiting to meet them in the semi-finals. Any more information on that, we will bring it to you when we get it. It is a big, warm WRP welcome to Kate Zachary. USA International, Exeter Chiefs back rower as well. Good morning, Kate. How are you? Good morning. Can't complain. Doing well. Happy to be here. How's the week look so far then? Uh, obviously, we come off playing the team that you're then going to meet in the semi-finals. Just how utterly unique is, is that to start with? 
Uh, I think it's it's unique and it's kind of strange, but on the other hand, um, you've got the most immediate analysis you've ever dreamed of. Um, so we have what we saw last weekend that we can analyze of them, of ourselves, um, and prep for this weekend. But uh, biggest thing now uh, is just kind of installing anything, small tweaks, adjustments, as well as just looking after bodies after such a long season. What did you take from from last week? I was just going to say with a sort of back to back nature. Actually, probably with you were saying Canada, you you've probably done back to back tests um, quite uh, a bit actually, haven't you? So are you drawing on that kind of experience? Yeah, we've we've had a few bouts where we've played Canada twice. So even this last autumn's, we played them twice before coming over and um, playing here against England and Ireland. So and then even a few years ago, we do a lot of can ams with them. So um, a bit used to it myself. And again, like I said, there's there's perks. There's also kind of you wish you didn't see some teams for a while, um, you know, in all honesty. But other times there's there are benefits to it. So is Bristol one of those teams then? You, you'd prefer <laughs> prefer not to, to, to see them. We're, we're reading between we'll the lines. We'll find out here. on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, we'll find it, out someday. <laughs> what, what did you pick up from, from, from last weekend's um, victory? Yeah, a three-point victory it was a hell of a game. What, what did you pick up from that without giving too much away that you just need to polish, not just need to tweak, as you, you mentioned? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Bristol brought their strongest side and they've got so much experience in their internationals as well as their domestic players. Um, I think a few things to obviously look out for, which I got included in, are some of the choke tackles, things like that. So, you know, who, what kind of ball care is you putting in those close quarter areas, as well as just the standard, you know, adjust your own body height so you don't get caught up high. Um, with some of those, I think that will be a big adjustment for us um, just to keep possession and also maintain speed of ball. Because I think that's one of our strengths that we weren't able to highlight as much on the weekend was just the pace we have if we can maintain multi-phase. In terms, obviously, there's a few things that really um, that you've identified there. Like from a from a mental psychological point of view, how do you prepare for a team that you've just played last week, knowing how you're analysing them? They're probably doing the same same to you, and the fact that it's a semi-final at the same time. I think, um, no, it's a great question. I mean, the mental side of it's just as important as all the analysis as well. And I think one mental mind shift changed as well on campus. Last week was a bit kind of, oh, we just have to win, right? To get that home semifinal and we're making history. And that's not because like, we don't think we can get to the top two, but it's like that game really just meant like, we need this to win because the big ticket item is this home semifinal. And I think that's where our eyes are set. So I think there's also a little bit of now that's like, you know, win or lose type of game, which I think already elevates everybody's mental game a little bit um, just because there's more in the line. Uh, But even with the analysis, I mean, I think we're pretty confident in our style of play. They can analyze us as much as they want. I think overall, we've got an extremely strong line out and scrum. I don't think there's much to change there. It's just execution and making sure on game day, we just execute at the fullest. Um, I don't think it will matter what they really bring. I think I I, I saw it was... uh... Patricia Garcia. <laughs> I know she uh, she likes to have these things pronounced properly. Um, no, she's helped us out with uh, with Spanish translations through the through the season. She's been great. Uh, but she spoke about lots of players from from all over the globe, and actually the fact that you're away from home in inverted commas. Um, actually, you probably don't have those family connections too too close nearby, and actually, therefore. The, the rugby family, the Exeter Chiefs family has become that much more important. And, and therefore, we've seen this, as you quite rightly mentioned, this now historic moment that the club is at. Would that be fair to say? 
Yeah, definitely. I was actually just talking to someone about this the other day where it's, you know, the growth of rugby in the U.S. and how it would be nice to be able to go home and play those games in front of friends and family because it, it's nice just to run over to the sideline and hug a loved one or things like that. But um, on the flip side, this year having fans in stands and as the season's gone on, you've seen more and more people in seats every single weekend. Um, and that's why the last few weekends we've set new records for ourselves. Um, and I'll say I, I expect nothing less this weekend. And But it's great. You go over to the sideline, people are like, Kate, they say your name, they want to hug, and you're kind of like, I don't know who you are, but you're decked out in Chiefs kit. You're absolutely enthused to be here. So, all right, like, yeah, you're my new best friend. Um, and it's it, it's always an amazing feeling, just being somewhere different, but also feeling like you're not far from home. You, you speak about, uh, about the fans uh, and this intrinsic link which uh, women's rugby uh, seems, seems to have with their fans, and it, it's a massive, massive appeal, and long may it continue. But but obviously down at Exeter Chiefs as well, they they do love their their rugby almost as much as they that they love their cider. Um, how special is it um, for for the club? You, we know the success of the men's side and, and they've done it very organically uh, um, and very earnestly. How exciting is it for the club to to make it to, to get to semi final, but also that that charge you eighty minutes away from from getting Exeter Chiefs into a final. Um, just how special is that and how much have been spoken about so far this week? Yeah, I mean, I think um, obviously it's one game at a time, so it's still staying very focused on this one. But to even get to that final game, I think it will mean everything for for the players and the staff. Because you know, last year, the whole team relocated except for a handful of local players. Um, you know, so whether it was someone locating, relocating from just within England or relocating from another country, um, it was a big move at a time where there was so much uncertainty. So now being in our second year, being in the position we are in, and just with the, how much we have support wise. So it's not just our coaching staff, but the men's staff sometimes come by, they run a few skill specific sessions and things like that. So it really is a, a full club force going into the weekend, you know, not even just the 50 players strong, but even, you know, I feel like it's almost essentially like we have 15, 20 staff members also behind us um, with all of that. So I think it will, it will mean a lot about how important it is to have those integrated kind of programs like we have. Um, and continuing that on into future years and just it's shared success at that point. Okay, I, I could carry on talking to you for, for the rest of the morning and beyond the day, but I, I'm conscious it's semi-final week uh, and we've got to get through all four teams. Thank you so much. Um, I'd love to have you back on at some point, if you if you would come back on and, and just talk a little bit more about your your journey and what and just a sensational season that, that you personally have. Um, but we will leave it and, and just wish you all the very best for Sunday. Yeah, thank you. We can chat again when you've got better jokes. How about that? <laughs> You'll be waiting a long time, Kate. They're not going to get any better. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the second thoughts, we won't have you back on, Kate. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. It's uh, absolutely brilliant to have you on. And as I say, yeah, all the best on Sunday. Go well, Kate. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Well, apart from being uh, incredibly cheeky, um, and there's absolutely no way that we'd be having her back on again now. Um, <laughs> no, she was great, wasn't she? Um, just, I mean, apart from anything, just the way that she said semi-final. I uh, know. I, yeah. Love it. I'm going with it on Sunday. Semi-final rather than semi-final. Uh, it's brilliant. She kind of, uh, in her answers, but also looking at her play this season, um, almost epitomises what, the, the, the journey that Exeter's on. She's, she's obviously come from the USA. She's a she's a quality player, but has excelled uh, in this league with with good players around her playing with her, but but also uh, against her. Yeah, I know she she absolutely has. You know, I think 
there's always been elements that or or times and games like internationally where you've you've seen what she's capable of doing but I think more often than not that's shone through every game she's played whether that's in the centre or whether that's at, at back row you know um like she's certainly been a, a standout player throughout the the league this season I think she's just got better and better as the the season's gone on so she's going into to, to great form into this semi-final as she calls it um and she's a type of player that galvanizes um the the players around her you know her teammates she's co-captain with with Poppy Leach so um generally when she's playing well the rest of Exeter are playing well Come on then, let's switch to, to, to Bristol before we get uh, Alicia Butchers uh, on. Um, started brilliantly, didn't they? With a real bang. Often get it with a, a new coach and a couple of new players and this really interesting dynamic that, uh, yeah, we wanted to sort of uh, reflect on this season, but um, one reason or another, it's not not, not happened. Um, but the, a coach and, and the main, mainstay of the t- team being married, um, then they had a, a real dip and you know, the three of us, you both and I spoke about um, that top four and you guys think, oh, Bristol probably just done, just about done enough uh, now. But they, they've come back strongly in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they have. I think you're always going to, you're always going to find that they got off to a, a great start and, um, and it's that, how do you keep that momentum going and other teams that maybe hadn't had the greatest starts found their way back into it. I think they had a few injuries and people go away on international duty. So the, the squad stopped starting. Um, but in all credit to them, it, it, they, they found a way back um, to, to the performances that, that we've, we've known and saw at the start of the season, which is like, like credit to them. Like, I guess form is, form is a really interesting one when you have it and you're on it and it's great when it dips, it's really hard to get that form back again, but but they've done incredibly well to to regroup, regalvanize themselves. And like nobody wins anything at the start of the season or the middle of the season. It all comes down to to the back end. And um whilst they they didn't win against Exeter, I think they'll take an incredible amount from their performance and how they fought their way back into the game and how they they turned it round and obviously narrowly just lost that game in the end. And I, I'd imagine they'll be going into to this semi-final, having never been in a semi-final in the Premier 15s before, with confidence in themselves. And they've got a they've got a squad full of quality and um and with the capability which we saw at the beginning of the season, they beat Exeter at home. Um so yeah, I think um obviously they, they've played them in the cup. Um, when they both had probably very different sides out, so I think there's a lot for them to, to draw on to take into to, into the semi final. I think it's going to be a really enthralling game. I think um, I hope that if the matches they played this season like live up to it, I think we could have a have a have a great game down at Sandy Park. I mean, you look through the the, the two team sheets. I mean, they're both absolutely littered with with international stars. No, Jazz Joyce. You replace that with Grace Compton, who's just as quick. Probably the 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 power yet um, of Jazz Joyce. You got Kaylee Powell in there, Courtney Knight. Um, 
Amber Reed against uh, Cantrona. Uh, it just throughout the 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 piece, the back rows, uh, Butchers, Johns, Marston against Zachary Johnson, Leach. It's it's just absolutely uh, brilliant across the, the the two squads. On paper, which team are you wanting to have to win the semi final? Oh, it's a that's a that's that's a tough one. That's a real tough it's one. It's basically I, a prediction question, isn't it? Really, it is a prediction question. It is a prediction question. Oh. Straight around it, I I think I think it'll be close. Buy <laughs> myself some more time here. I've just got a funny feeling Bristol might come and edge it. Do you? Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think. From last week, you've probably got a bit more to go, right, let's go and prove a point, having lost at semi-final. Um, knowing some of their big... They've got some big-time players in that group. You look at you look at your likes of your, your Burners, your Abby Wards, you've got um, Amber Bevan. Reed, like Kira Bevan at nine. You've got like that spine of the team that is used to playing in big games. Um, and I think they'll be right up for it. And I think they've obviously played them at the start of the season and, and known they can beat them. I know that they, the games that they've played and like the cup and away from home, they, they haven't, but I think they'll know within it. And I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I've just got a feeling that they'll want to, want to turn last week's result round. So it might not be a, been a bad thing losing to them, but I think it'll be close. I agree it's going to be close. I, on paper, you know, the the island captain is on the extra bench. The Wales captain, I mean, this was last week, the Wales captain is on the Bristol bench. So, uh, on paper, I, I, I think across, for me, the, across the 23, Bristol are probably slightly, slight favourites. And there's obviously motivation to, to bounce back from last week. I, for me, I think there's just something about Exeter and... I just think there's a there's a resolve there. Um, you know, Susie Appleby is a really nuggety, competitive person underneath the exterior. I, I don't know. Um, I'm not saying that Bristol aren't, of course, but I'm going to say Exeter win. You're going to say Bristol win, but close. Yeah. Well, let's get the Bristol perspective now. Here's Alicia Butchers. I'm Pure Bevan, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby a very warm welcome to well one of the standout players of the Six Nations, but in uh, full Bristol Bears colours today. Alicia Butchers, good morning to you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're good, thank you. We're doing a whistle-stop tour around uh, all four clubs. Um, it's it's fascinating, isn't it, uh, this weekend? Let's, let's dive straight into it. Uh, a team that you played last weekend, you're now going to play this weekend that's bizarre in itself and then on top of all of that you're making history for the club by getting to the first semi-final where exactly are the emotions right now this on this sort of thursday morning i think we're all just really excited i think um like you said it's kind of a unusual situation that we get the chance to play exeter again but it also gives us the opportunity to kind of um review the game and give it another goal really so yeah, we're super excited and we can't wait to get to Sunday and hopefully put in a performance. 
without giving away too much uh, and your analyst's hard work and what have you, what just little areas have you identified that you might just need to, to get a little bit better, a little bit tighter, a little bit more polish on for for Sunday so you, so you do come away the, the right side of the result? Uh, we we recognise that Exeter are a very physical team and they probably got game line a little bit more than we expected or wanted them to um, last Saturday. So for us, I think it's just bringing a bit more of a physical edge to our performance um, and not allowing them to um, get as fast ball as they did get against us on Saturday. Oh, you, you've mentioned already, Alicia, about um, semi-final and being excited like how much has that been talked about this week? How much has it been talked about? Obviously, going back down to to Sandy Park. Um, obviously, just just yeah, talk to us a bit about about the whole semi final um situation. It has been talked about quite a lot. I'll be honest. Um, it was at one of our goals heading into the season to try and claim a semi final spot. Um, which I've never been a part of before. So to be able to say that I'm playing in the semi-final is pretty, pretty cool. And, you know, it was a new experience for me. But, um, you know, we, we hold ourselves accountable and understand the importance of this weekend. Um, we've trained really hard and, um, you know, it's going to be a huge occasion and some something that a lot of players wouldn't have experienced before. So I think it's just trying to guide a lot of people through it. And, um, you know, with all the attention that we're getting, uh, the crowd that, you know, Sandy Park always has an amazing crowd anyway. So um, we're, we're really looking forward to it. And we, you know, we're excited to be a part of a semi-final in such an amazing league. We're probably the best league in the world, isn't it? So, yeah, super excited. How do you manage that excitement with, um, with the focus of, like, turning up and playing? Like, you've obviously identified, like, the things that you want to work on from last week how do you balance that excitement from like still the focus of of playing yeah it's, it can be quite challenging sometimes to um stay focused 100% of the time when you know you've got such a big event coming up but um we've trained really hard this week and you know we spoke a lot about um leaving everything on the field in terms of training so we don't leave any stone unturned going into the weekend and um, I believe we've done that this week so um we're in the best position possible to be able to perform on the weekend. Um, I think it's important that we do control our, um, you know, levels in terms of being able to flip the switch on the day, you know, in terms of big games and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, we're excited, but we're also focused. And, you know, we know our roles very well um, going into the weekend, which is super important. It absolutely is. Yeah, I'd love to, to be a fly on the wall. There's some, some emotional people there and some people who are very emotive as well. Um, you would know very well. Uh, your Welsh captain, captain, my captain. Uh, and Dave Ward's an emotional chap. Where's his heart on his sleeve? I'd love to, to be a fly on the wall uh, just before kickoff. But uh, Alicia, just move away from, from the team just for a moment. Um, and, and you personally, outstanding um in in the Six Nations, you must be really really enjoying your your rugby at the moment to to be putting out the performances you are. You mentioned yeah, just and it's coming across really really clearly the the passion for playing for Bristol. But but club and country, you seem to be in a really really good place at the moment. Yeah, I'm probably enjoying my rugby the most I've had for a long time, um, and that's probably come down to the fact that I can put all my time into it now um, and really focus um, on making myself the best that I can be. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying myself and I think that's when I play my best is when I'm relaxed, um, have time and, you know, really focused on the task at hand. So I think that's been the main change for me uh, throughout this season and Six Nations as well. 
And silly old question, but um, just how confident are you as a as a squad of of going down to to Sandy Park and righting the wrongs from last weekend, getting to your first ever final? Yeah, we're feeling really confident, but we also um, realise that we've got a task ahead of us. We, you know, we understand the threats that Exeter have, um, but overall, we're confident in our processes and our game plan, um, and we're extremely confident that we can go and implement them on the weekend as well. Alicia, we will stop it there. Thank you so much for for joining us this morning on the on the WRP. We wish you all the very very best um, for the semi final, uh, and yes, go and enjoy it. Thank you very much for having me. Great to have Alicia on. She speaks very passionately. It's rugby and she's Welsh. Uh, we could probably possibly give that as a as a given. But you could see the joy in talking about the team there. And the, that's that's not something you can particularly hide. Uh, it, clearly, Bristol are in a really good place. And they've got some really, really good Welsh players there, haven't they? The, the likes of Kira Bevan. John Lilly, crap, Alicia there, and Johns, players who, who've, who've seen the dark side of Wales and, and are now back on the contracts and, and, and playing some good stuff, but also some playing some really good club stuff as well. A, a bit of a crest of a wave. And could Bristol yeah. ride ride on that wave? You'd like to think so. That if you're Dave Ward, you're probably pulling on all of that. You're probably pulling on like the the Six Nations the Welsh did have. Like they've had the best Six Nations for like a long, long time, and the players that played well for Wales are a lot of his players. So, um, and obviously they've done a great job for for Bristol. And it's like, actually, how do we how do we harness that? Bring it into Bristol. Um, you take the England girls who have been um, uh, away with um, England and done like brilliantly well, winning a Six Nations. Like they come back full of confidence. Like, and like. Alicia probably is showing exactly what every other Bristol player is thinking and feeling right now, which is a great place to to be in. Um, and if they can get that bit of the excitement, the energy, the form that individually the players have been in and bring it collectively, if Dave Ward can do that, that's a very strong proposition Bristol can go down for Sandy Park with on on Sunday um, and like, and, and they put that and perform, then they, they, we've seen it this year. They have, have had one of the best teams in the league and they've played and beaten the best sides up there. And um, yeah, if they, they can bring everything together, like I said earlier, I, I think they, I think they can go and go and win it, but they've got to bring that excitement, but with a focus and, um, the game plan to go and beat Exeter. Bristol stick to their processes, and they're going to be mistakes. The people are going to drop balls and whatever. You know, it's a it's an offloading sort of power runners game, isn't it? Um, and if they can keep trusting each other and and their own skills and and themselves and keep playing that way, then yeah, who knows? It is going to be really tight. You've gone Bristol. I've gone Exeter, um, mainly just to be controversial, but you know. <laughs> Uh, Aleppo doesn't change his spots. What about the other one then, Sunter? We didn't do it while Berth was on just to tease her. We are terrible, aren't we? Come on. Um, The final is going to be Bristol taking on... Harlequins. Wow. Mm. There you are. Why? I I think if they play like they played against 
Bristol, what, two weeks ago. I think if they can find that that game, I think it'll be I think it'll be tough. I think Saracens will be Saracens and throw everything at them. But I think if Bristol can find that cutting edge like they did, I think it could I think uh Quinns could could get it. I think like just looking at some of the player for player, like um especially um Quinn's back three, if they unleash their back three, it could be it could be dangerous. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it'll be really close. Uh, um, but, yeah, I think I think Quinn's might edge it. If, it. if Quinn's get the physicality bit right and they manage the Saracens pack, then I think it'll be a Quinn's day. Chucking if. You can't know how I predict if. <laughs> I, I've, gone, I've gone for it, but I'm just saying, if they, manage, if they manage that bit... I think, I think, um, I think it could be Quinns. If they don't, then I think Saracens would get it. So I'm saying that that's the crucial area, especially some of the key forwards from from Saracens. You're looking at your Marty Packers, your Hannah Bottomans, your Poppy Cleels. Like if they can control them, you may Campbells. Um, yeah, I, I I don't disagree at, at White. Um, yeah, I think um, Quinns probably do do have the edge. I, I just just yeah, Quinns beat Saracens back in December at Saracens, and then of course Saracens beat beat Quinns at at Quinns. Uh, that was what in February. Um, you know, Quinns last year's final beat them as well. Seventeen all draw as well. It, it, we we know full well it's going to be tight for me. Quinns are outstanding last final. Um, Saracens didn't help themselves, but f- but for me, they were uh, Quinns were able to lean on an Abby Ward um, and a Leanne Riley um, and those kind of players. Now, Rosie right. Galligan, Sarah Bonner in the second row for Quinns, excellent players. That leadership, that sort of solidity that Abby Ward brings, not entirely sure. Don't know them probably well enough. Scum half Leanne Riley, you know. Um, Different with uh, with with pack or swords there, I just I I think for that reason, and I think Saris really don't like losing in finals, uh, and I think that we'll be spurred on by that loss two years ago. And um, if anybody's an unstoppable force at the moment in the game of rugby union, it is Marley Packer. So I'm not betting against her. Yeah. I'm telling her, and you're brave, and I'm yeah. Um, so there we go. Um, you are going for. A Bristol Quinns final, and I am going for an Exeter Saracens final. Uh, and I say Beth will never speak to me again, but I've predicted against Quinns many a time, uh, and she's always spoken to me. So, all good. There we go. Then here's a full preview of the semi-finals, all wrapped up. You're used from around the world as well, Sinter. Back to the boxes. Sorry, you can't put it off anymore. Back to the boxes. Have you got one of those special little knives which you open the boxes with? No. Just like on a key ring, a tool belt. Oh, no. Maybe I need to invest in one of those as well. I'd, I'd stick to just the tea then, is it? Yeah. Maybe open, I'll do a better job at that. Opening packs of rich tea. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Look, well, uh, all the best with the, uh, with the unpacking. Uh, just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, of those semi-finals again. Saracens against Harlequins, the Stonex Stadium, 
two o'clock. Then at half past four at Stanley Park, Exeter take on Bristol Bears. Continue supporting women's rugby. The best way you can do that is to get yourself down to those grounds if you can. They will be great occasions. All four teams utterly littered with international stars. And, and it's winner takes all. And some pretty special things happen in semi-finals. So get yourselves down. If you can't, uh, then you can watch on BT Sport, a BBC iPlayer and England.com at those appropriate times. Must just finish out with a little shout out. Uh, our very own little rugby nut just got into the Surrey County squad. So for Berth, Sutton, myself, and everyone here at WRP, huge congratulations, rugby nut. Uh, that's great news from her. Sutton, we'll see you at the weekend, I think. Yeah, hopefully. One of us, uh, yeah, I think we might, might be both at Saracens, but uh, we're both certainly working on these semi finals in various broadcast forms and not. So we will see you then, Sutton. Have yeah. a box yeah. unpack until then. <laughs> see you later, Johnny.